Welcome to The Teacher's Story. I'm Jackie Scully. This is a podcast to elevate teacher voice. In this program, you will hear teachers sharing their journey into this profession and their ideas for education. This is about honest, vulnerable, inspiring storytelling. It's a time and a space for teachers to share their ideas for the future of education. Teachers are beautiful beings who give their heart and soul to their community. They're innovators. They're inspirational, not only to children, but to the people around them and they deserve to share their voice. So welcome to The Teacher's Story. Enjoy. Hi, welcome to The Teacher's Story. Today we have Rahim Fatima with us from Pakistan, and she is a young activist. She's also an entrepreneur. She's a stand-up comedian, an educator, and she also has her own podcast. She interviews people from all over the world, and she's very inspirational because she has taken education into her own hands. So we're going to learn a lot about her experience, not only as a student and choosing her educational experience, but also how she is interviewing people and educating people throughout the world with her activism. So thank you, Raheem, for being with us today. It's a pleasure being on. Thank you so much for having me, Jackie. And um, it is always very wonderful to share my experience because I can see how people can get inspired by it um, in different ways. And not just people my age, but people like you that are educators and teachers um, out there. So yeah, thank you so much for having me on today. And I hope to have a wonderful chat. I'm sure we will. Thank you so much. Um, Generation Z is something very important for me. I teach this generation. I always see these young adults as the leaders in our society and the activists who really care about the planet and the future of our world and society. And so I really like to foster those relationships. So I'm so glad we connect it. Um, my first question for you is what was your inspiration to um, look at a different type of educational experience and maybe how that inspired you to the work you're doing today as an activist. Yeah, well, thank you. So uh, basically, I have been going to like normal school here in Pakistan since, well, you know, like I started school. And so um, I never actually felt the need uh, until uh, halfway through seventh grade because it was going really good. Like I was one of those children that was like, you know, going all right in the normal schooling system here. And so right when the pandemic came, you know, it's like everything shut off. And for a month, there was no communication from the school side. And then, you know, we see that, you know, there's, oh, so we're going online and we're going to be doing it on like, you know, I think at first we started with Google Classroom, then we hopped onto a bunch of different platforms. And all of that for me, although I was a very good student in class, I realized that maybe I was not such a good learner because I wasn't able to learn through that whole thing. And I I didn't exactly, you know, blame myself for it, but I saw that, okay, the teachers weren't trained in that way. And there was just a lot of uncertainty because some teachers were like, okay, maybe we go, you know, in person next week. And we, all of us, you know, deep down, we knew that that's not going to happen. Um, and I think just in that time, you know, because I think I was I was fairly good at math and English was all right, but sciences is something that I've never been a fan of, like STEM in general, you know, more the science and tech part of it. And then the online part just made it worse. Mm -hmm. And so I saw my grades drop. And then I was like, that's because I didn't learn anything new. I, I, I wasn't able to understand the concepts. And that's also around the time because when 
when COVID hit was the time that I started, um, you know, interviewing people. And so I used to interview all sorts of people, all types of people. Um, and I realized that there's so much more to the world than, you know, the school that I go to. And so I started looking into different people that were uh, talking of how education is more than school, how learning is more than grades. And I started looking into that. Then I did halfway through my eighth grade. And that's when I decided to drop out, although all my friends and my teachers, and I, I mean, I, I really respect that. And I love them just because they were so concerned, like, you know, this is the sort of time you're almost in a high school. Do you really want to like do this right now? And I was like, yeah. And my mom and dad were like totally with me, totally on board. Like my dad was like, even if you don't want to go after like conventional, you know, schooling, I'm fine with it. Do what you want. Um, and so I started interviewing um, educators after that, disrupt educators, people that had different schools and there were different programs. And, you know, the main challenge for me was getting a scholarship because I didn't afford many of these, you know, private online American, you know, schools and um, going through a bunch of different schools and a bunch of different interviews with educators. Um, I came across this uh, came across this school that is the Socratic experience. Um, and I saw that's founded by Michael Strong and I already had Michael, you know, I'd been seeing some of his work because I had him in my LinkedIn connections and stuff. And so I asked him for an interview and I interviewed him. And at the end I was like, you know, I, I'd really love to join, but he was like, you know, we don't, we don't give out scholarships. Mm -hmm. Um, but then he later reached out to me and he decided to give me a hundred percent scholarship, like a full scholarship for the four years of my high school. And I was like, I was wow. that was like a very big thing for me because the Socratic experience basically focuses on learning through the Socratic method of dialogue. And so we have two basically classes, like one humanities and one STEM, and then you could have a bunch of electives and you can add on subjects. Um, and I, I, I think the reason why I love this is because it's not just right for me, but it's right for most people. Because I'm not going to like risk and say everyone, but like for most people, because you can choose like there's I have, uh, you know, fellow learners that aren't doing math or that aren't doing humanities or, you know, they have different interests. So they're picking that specific class or that specific elective or adding on different subjects through TSE. So you basically get to choose what you're learning based on what you want to do and if you do not know what you want to do of course there's um every with every learner there's a mentor uh, my mentor is michael strong um and you can have different mentors so they basically you know uh help you figure out what you want to do and it's again even if by senior year you do not know what you want to do that's totally all right because you know it takes time to realize what you want to do in life um, so yeah, I think I, I really love it. I'm in my sophomore year right now. I just got back from, from break. So it's still like getting used to it again after Christmas break. Um, but it's going really good. And I'm really glad that I did take it in my own hands and I decided mm. to make the switch. I just think this is such a great story, such an inspiration for younger, like other young adults, but even for me as an educator to hear this story that, you decided to do something really bold. You saw a system that wasn't working for you. You fortunately had parents who supported you. I don't think, you know, everyone would be in that situation. So kudos to your parents. That's amazing. They saw you as maybe someone who's very independent. 
um, very intuitive, critical thinker. Like, you know what you need. You know that there's sources out there. So you took it upon yourself to look for experts, to go on LinkedIn, to make these connections as a young adult. I mean, that's amazing. There's still many people my own age that really don't see um, how powerful LinkedIn is. It's such a powerful platform and community and you can meet incredible people and then network and find, you know, these new opportunities. So the fact that you connect it right to like the founder and was able to get a scholarship and then now he's your mentor. And I talk about this a lot on this show about one thing I really want to see more in education in all types of schooling is student choice. I think when you are given, even at a young age, the choice of classes you want to take, of course, there's certain areas that are foundational, but when even you get to the secondary level, like you said, after eighth grade, you should be making choices into what you are curious about, what you want to dive into, because ultimately that's going to lead you into a passion. You know, what do you want to do as a career? Maybe what do, what do you want to create in the world? It doesn't even have to be necessarily like, this is my career path, but like, this is something I want to dive into as a project. So this Socratic experience school, um, I recently actually just followed them on LinkedIn as well. And they definitely look like an amazing institution. Um, we want to give students more opportunities and choice. So I'm so glad that you found this opportunity and you can share that with all of us and hopefully inspire us to do better. So um, kind of leading into my next part is what were some of your early experiences? Either you could talk about at, um, you know, in more detail about the school, the Socratic experience, but how this has also continued your work with interviewing people from all different backgrounds um, all over the world. So if you want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, I do. So uh, basically, uh, I think one of the things that I love about the Socratic experience is that I'm able to incorporate what I do, you know, my passions into my projects. And I think every project that I've ever done at TSE has been like, so, so me, it's been like all about me and it's a reflection of, I think, who I am. Um, and, you know, one of my projects was actually my TEDx talk. And so mm. I have always, always wanted to do a TEDx because so my dad was an avid TEDx, you know, or TED talk watcher. Um, and whenever I would have like, you know, a debate, competition, speech, whatever, you know, like anything at school, you know, I would go to TED um, for inspiration. And so um, I once actually got the opportunity to attend a TEDx at this university. Um, and I remember being in the audience and everyone was like, who is this 10 year old? Because, you know, there's all of these older people. And then there's this 10 year old that's just like an energy ball in the middle of the room. Um, and so I watched all the speakers and I met all of them and I was like, oh my God, I want to be here. And so when there was uh, the break in the middle, I went up, up on the stage so you could actually go and take pictures there. And so I went and actually took a picture there. Uh, and I was, you know, the next time I want to go to a TEDx, it has to be my own TEDx. And I want to come and be here. And so that was at the end of 2018. And by the end of 2021, I actually was at my own TEDx and it was like really unbelievable. Um, and so my, my mentor, again, Michael helped me with like writing it and sort of, you know, just, just knowing what I would want to say, what I would want to share. Um, and when I did it, it was actually one of my projects when we were talking, um, about, I think we we're talking about, yeah, we were talking about exploration, um, and experimentation. It was really related to my TEDx. So, um, I think, uh, that, that was around when I joined TSC. So I think it was, it was a really 
cool experience that I got to experience something that's been like a lifelong dream um, with and also having it as a graded project. And of course, I got an A for it, like no questions asked. Um, so, so yeah, that, I think that was like really fun. Um, but I think also like um, talking about earlier experiences, I always look back at the time that I used to jump, like actually have like actual like physical school. And then I also used to have work. So sometimes my days would look like school in the morning. And then from there, I would go straight to the incubation center because I worked for a business there. And I would be picked up usually evening or nighttime by my dad from there. And I'd come home, do my homework and go to sleep. And I look back at those days and I'm like, oh my God, I have become so lazy now. Like really lazy. <laughs> I used to be so energetic and so on top of things. Um, so yeah, I do, I do miss those days. And I think, um, it's, it's a lot of hard work that I put in back then now that I have so many great projects that I've done so many, uh, great things that I've, uh, you know, just achieved. And I look back at that and I'm like, you know, that Raheen was, was one of a kind. And I think that with, with time passing, I've been, I, I think I've been very lucky to have so many great people around me. Um, and I've had many opportunities to, you know, actually avail and then have a chance to look back at it and be like, God, that was awesome. Uh, so yeah, I have been really blessed. Wow. That's amazing. Um, I just, the way you're talking, it's, you're so mature for your age, you know, listening to you, you would think you're this like seasoned adult that's had you know, a whole lifetime of experience. So you're very wise beyond your years. And this experience of talking about a project at your school that led to you actually doing and uh, presenting at a TEDx is that's the type of learning we want to see like this, like, you know, getting out there in the real world, taking your voice or whatever you want to do and putting it out some out there and you know, you get a grade for it, but really the bigger part of it is that experience and you're honing a skill of public speaking of you know inspiring people um you know and the fact that it started with you going years before you even came to this school and it was just kind of like the seed that was planted like I want to do that one day and then you found the school that fostered that that's what education should do it should foster those seeds that were planted or maybe that school teacher mentor plants those seeds for you, and then makes that come to life. And I find that to be the beautiful part of education and why I wanted to go into it, you know, originally is to inspire young people to plant those seeds and then actually see them do that kind of work in, you know, society. Do you find that the pandemic, besides finding the school and transitioning into a new kind of educational space, um, is a time that really has changed your life? Like, what are your takeaways from going through the pandemic? I think, because I, I really remember the day that I heard first coronavirus, and then like it, it, it went on to become way, way bigger than something that I think I had anticipated, because I knew like it's going to be a thing. But I didn't know it was going to be the thing for like the longest time. Uh, but I think it changed a lot because I remember I had just gotten back from the theater tour that I did. So I went around two cities and we talked about uh, child abuse and children's rights through mm -hmm. puppet plays and theater plays. And so I just gotten back and it was a weekend and I hear everything's off. Coronavirus, you know, has just taken off. And so I was like, what now? And so I think for like the first two, three weeks, because there was no school. So I like 
basically chilled. It was like the time of my life because I was staying up late and I, you know, because it's like my parents weren't even stopping me, like staying up late. They were like staying up late with me. And then it just got seriouser from there. Like seriouser, I know it's not a word, but like more serious <laughs> from there. Um, and then I actually, uh, so I remember I had done two interviews before COVID hit and that was just like a random thing. One of my mentors had asked me to do. Um, and I was like, well, sure. And it was, and I, the reason that I even did that was because I had so many friends on Facebook and that was the time that I was only on Facebook and I had so many friends on there. I'm like, I call them friends, but I don't even know them. Mm. And to have a strong network, you need to know your network. And so I was like, so now that I have this time, I should do something. And that was around the time where people in my community started going live on Facebook. And so one random day, I go like, let's go live on Facebook. And so I had a friend with me and she she does a bunch of different things. Um, and that day we wanted to talk about nutrition. And so we basically uh, went live and we like, I think at the peak time, we had like more than 200 people watching, which for my following at the time, which is like 6,000 was like really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were live for a long time. And I was like, I think I should start doing live interviews. And I did that. And I remember it was COVID. And then I was I also had like online classes at that point in time. And I was doing like four or five interviews a day. Because I remember the day I actually scheduled six interviews in a day. But, and you know why I did that? It's because I knew half of them would cancel last minute. Like half of them would not even show up. So it's just, it, it, was, it was a very crazy time of my life. Like I am just thinking about it. And it's just, like more stories come into my head. And it was really good. And I think that's also the time that I realized that I wanted an online school for myself because only because the school was online was I able to do all these things. Because if it had been in person, I would have never gotten the chance or the time to even think about doing something like this. Um, so yeah, I think I think it was a really good time in my life. And I grew a lot um, around, I think almost a year we were like on lockdown because I live in gated communities. So like they just, just close you off from the world. Um, and I even moved in COVID, but it was, I think a very, very good time in my life. And I, um, I learned a lot um, in that time, met a lot of different people uh, that I still, you know, am, I have a very good connection with. Uh, so yeah, but I think that little COVID boredom turned into something so big at this point because mm-hmm. I've interviewed like a lot, a lot of people, like more than a five five hundred people, and wow. then I've done like countless sessions and panel discussions and you know off the record discussions and so many interviews that I just look through my laptop and I go like I've recorded so many of them. So there's so many that I've not even put on yet. So it's um, yeah, it's it's been a very fun fun ride. Now, what inspired you to now before like Facebook live with a friend, but where you're like, I just want to interview people. Like, where did that come from? You think like, I just want to, I just want to interview like people from all over and, and just like post it and get to know them. Like what, where do you think that came from? I think also from like getting to know my network, uh, because 
I had so many people. It's like because my dad manages my social media with me. So he's like, so I need some people and then he knew some people. And then there's some people we had no idea why we had on there. So it's just like a, a lot of different people. And so I think getting to know people, but also like if, I mean, we've met before. So it's like, you know how talkative I can get. And I just love talking to people. Like I love just the opportunity of like walking up to someone or just going to someone and be like, Hey, my name is Raheem. This is what I do. What do you do? Or like, can you, can I know more about you? Because I think it's just like, I know so many random conversations that have turned into so many great things, like so many, just like random people uh, that reached out to me, shared what they do. And then, you know, I shared what, you know, I do. And then we collaborated and did wonderful things together. So I've always been a very talkative, outgoing person that wants to know what what's going on in the world, what's going on with you, and then I want to share what's going on with me. And so I think again, it started out that Facebook Live and then turned into people. Okay, so that's some that's someone that I've seen a lot. You know, see, I've you know seen a lot of engagement on my posts from that person. Like you know, they're commenting, they're sharing, they're liking, and they follow me and stuff. And then. When I started interviewing those people, I actually went on this whole thing where I interviewed anything that I was fascinated by. And so mm-hmm. not like as as a young person, like I have researched about the the weirdest things, like the most bizarre things ever, because like my interests change, I think, by the day, because like one day I'm like, I want to be an astronaut. And the other I'm like, no, like Master Chef's my thing. And, you know, again, I, I now know what I want to be, but it's just like, you know, you see a new thing and you want to do that. So, you know, I remember I had this space and I'm like, maybe I could like, you know, be an astronaut or something. And then I, um, I interviewed this person that was an astronaut from NASA. And wow. uh, yeah, so it's just like, because I didn't even know I had her in my network for like the longest oh time. And I just searched it up and I'm like, she's a NASA astronaut. Why am I not interviewing her? And so I interviewed her. And then I was, I, that, this was the time that I was uh, into got, getting into like, you know, like fascination of AI and I interviewed an AI robot. And then I remember I had this science homework that was about molecules and I did not understand anything about molecules and I hated everything to do with them. So turns out I had this um, person, she was a PhD in molecular sciences um and she was in my network so I reached out with her and I'm like hey can I interview you and I also have a question for my homework she's like sure and I I interviewed her and then I was like so here's the question for my homework and again like you know I think most people would have just been like that's stupid like you know like she knows so much about like her field and you would just ask her a homework question I'm like so what big deal you know she knows so much so much about this thing why doesn't she explain it to me mm-hmm. so um yeah it's just that was the time that I've that I've interviewed people that that were like you know selling on food carts um and then I've interviewed senators um and celebrities and people that I grew up seeing on tv because I I remembered that I um I messaged uh, this very big uh, TV actor here in Pakistan and he replied, he's like, yeah, sure, let's do an interview. I see that you do interviews. Like, oh my God. And then, you know, there's others that I've, you know, interviewed and done different projects with. So I think uh, just, I I love talking to new people because it's just, 
the mystery of it. Like you don't mm-hmm. know what's going to come from there. There's so many times that you guys have so many things in common. And there's so many times that so many great collaborations and uh, projects can come out of it. And even if not that, a great relationship and a great mm-hmm. um, connection can come out of it. If not something, so to say, like uh, has to be a project or has to be, you know, something you see, it can just be a good bond. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what comes to mind is that's very authentic. Like you have an authentic curiosity of getting to know people and just saying, hey, what the heck? Let me send a message. Let me go walk up to someone on the street. Let me go ask them about them. And when you ask someone about them and you're genuinely curious about them, people want to open up. Like I think, especially from a young a young adult, um, to say like, I am just genuinely like curious to learn about people. And I also want to reach out to certain experts in the field because I'm interested in that field of study, or maybe I need help with this assignment. I think that's so bold. And just, this is, this is, I don't know. It's like, you are taking life into your own hands and you are making it like the best that it could be. And by doing that, you are meeting incredible people throughout the world. And I love this. And I think LinkedIn is just a piece of it. Like I'm finally just seeing that platform as that kind of, you know, way of interacting, like, hey, what the heck, I'm going to go, you know, connect with this person and pick their brain a little bit and then meet on like a virtual coffee chat and give them a, you know, uh, have a, you know, connection there. I never did that before. I'm 40 years old. And I'm just like starting to do this, like, here's this young adult who's just like, I'm just going to go do it. And there's no Mm -hmm. fear. Like, it's like, why not? What do you have to lose? You know, the worst case scenario, they don't respond to you right? Or they say, I don't really have the time of day for you. And you're like, okay, moving on to the next person. And that is what living life is about. It's, you know, taking risks, jumping through fears, being bold, being authentic, and just doing exactly what you want to do. And that's what you're doing. And I think that's incredible. Um, In my last part, I always talk about like education reform. And I think you've really found this space that you see education flourishing at the Socratic experience. Um, Anything else that comes to mind that you want to share about like how you could see education you know progress into the future any ideas you have and how that could be transformative yeah I mean um for for my school we are um very PBL centered so we have like project-based learning and like at first I'm like project-based like but like how do I get grades like how do they know my grades from the projects if they're not giving me tests like for me, coming from like a normal school, like it was just hard to like understand that perspective. And then when I did, I was like, dude, that's that, that's just great. Like if I, cause one of my projects, I crocheted something and then I related crocheted with math and with coding and how each crochet stitch is like code. And so I got a, I got a grade on it. And let's just say the grade was awesome, but <laughs> getting to, getting to the point, it's just, I, I feel like the way that we can start changing things up is by changing our practices that we we carry on still in the education system. Because see, the schools like Socratic Experience or uh, the Knowledge Society, there's so many great lear- learning communities that we see online right now. But see, these are little things that we see. Because again, Jackie, if you go in our mutual connections, you would see, oh, so many different people. And then there's, we're part of this very beautiful community on LinkedIn, right? 
but we need to start seeing change on you know a public school level and right right from there is where change is going to begin so i think we definitely need to start incorporating different things like project-based learning and it has to be one of my favorite parts of my school that uh we do projects together make i have a friend i i didn't even talk to him in class but we made this board game together and we have such a good friendship and such a good bond now and we were able to learn so many different things um so I think uh, definitely incorporating uh, PBL uh, into our learning um, is going to be the way forward. And that's just little things, very specific, I think, goal that I have. Yeah. And I think school needs to be about a passion project. Like, what are you interested in? There's if you have a project, you know, part of being a teacher, what you study in pedagogy is how to make assessments, which don't have to be tests, how to create rubrics how to look at progress and score kind of where you are along the way and give feedback. I think giving meaningful feedback is more important than like a letter, like a grade letter. I mean, we all want that A, right? But when you have like mm -hmm. meaningful feedback from your mentor or teacher about what you did well, what you can approve upon, and then go back to the drawing board, approve upon it, come back and get that feedback. It's all about that growing and learning process. And I always say, you know, I wish school was more about process than product. I think life is more about process than product because at the end of our life, what do we look back on? Experience, right? Not a product, mm -hmm. not like I was just this and that was it. It was like, how did I grow along the way, you know, until my dying day? So I think looking at education in that way of process and then project, put it in, put it out in the real world. What can you create? How can you bring it to other communities? Um, and there's ways to assess that. You can still have a grade-based system because I know one thing that's challenging, and I'm in a school that's a college preparatory school. So you need to have a GPA, right? You need to have grades. You need to have credits to meet a requirement to get into this university. You can still have that and still give students choice about what classes they want to take and then what kind of projects they want to do and then assign a letter grade, but with like meaningful feedback on a rubric with it. Um, you can have that kind of hybrid system. I definitely would do away with tests. Like I don't even really give tests out in my class anymore. Um, the only class I, I do some testing is because it's an AP advanced placement and they have to mm -hmm. take this test at the end of the year. I have a whole other, I could do a whole other interview episode on just AP. <laughs> Ultimately, when I give a test in those classes, I tell them this is about learning. So I'm going to give it to you so you have practice and you have practice like answering these questions. But if you get questions wrong, you're going to be able to do test corrections. You can work through them. And I want you to go back and see like, you know, how you looked at that question wrong and like, what could you, like, how would you answer it? And you'll get credit back. Because for me, I don't really care <laughs> that like you're getting A's on tests. Like that's not something where, and I think most teachers would say like, that's not how we look at our students. Like, oh, you get A's on all these tests. We want to see you grow as a person. And we want to see you be creative and be inspired and be a problem solver and be able to make these relationships with other students um, and bond over the projects that you're working on. So I love that. I think there should be a lot more PBL in schools across the board. Um, and I think we need to do away with, you have to have four years of math and four years of this science and four years of history and four years of blah, 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 and have the foundation and then say, 
are you someone who's more geared towards the humanities or the sciences or the arts or whatever that may be? And, you know, concentrate on those classes that you really enjoy. And yeah. students would care a lot more about school. <laughs> that, yeah. is, that is really true because yeah. again, it's like, for me, I, I, I remember like, I come from like, um, not even like a grade system I come from like a number system so I knew that okay so this is what I this is the percentage I got or this you know I got like xyz out of like xyz so I'm like I know what I got but when I came to the T uh, with TSC I'm like first of all oh you guys have like big grades and that's only for like the accredited version um and I was like oh okay and then I see that it's more focused on feedback than it is on grades so like no one like really cares about grades like everyone's like okay so how is how are you a better student or not a better student sorry a better a learner than you were before because I've seen for my freshman year I think I've improved a lot as a learner I've become a better learner because I'm I'm you know you know understanding uh faster and I am you know managing my tasks better um and in general, I see improvement in myself. And I think that that matters a lot to me. And also, I think one of the best things about um, caring about the whole, pro uh, you know, pro uh, process is because, okay, so if once you get, let's say, uh, a B minus, and the next time you get an A, you're like, wow, you know, one side of you could have just been like, wow, you know, that's, that's just great. And then you go out and you party and like, wow, that's just awesome. Or, you know, I think what's better is to see, okay, so how did I get from a B minus to an mm -hmm. A? Mm -hmm. Because at TSC, I know if I get a B minus, the first thing I'm going to do is hop on a call with Michael, our, you know, weekly chat. And I'm like, I got a B minus and I need to make it into a better grade. Yeah. And so we would, you know, discuss a strategy forward. And then when I do get that grade, even then we're going to look and we're going to be like, what did I do differently? And I think just a meaningful feedback is going to help me understand. So this is what I did differently mm -hmm. because you need to know. And I'm like, okay, so if this is what I did differently, maybe I could improve more and get it to an A plus. And if I even don't get to that A plus and I stay at that A, I think I should, I should be happy if I am constantly improving mm -hmm. as a learner. So um, yeah, I think it's, it's really, it's really important. And we do need to start going pre-bell. Um, and you mentioned APs. I have actually spent a lot of my winter break researching APs and extra, you know, just sort of um, things that I could get for credit, the sort of courses, high school courses that I can take. I have been considering environmental science and then further AP environmental science and stuff. Um, maybe also world history because I think AP world history, mm -hmm. I mean, as I've heard, it's not easy. No. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah. good. it's a good it's, course though. Yeah. But it all comes down on like, you know, the sort of credits that are yeah. accepted. So I would definitely want to have a talk on uh, that with you uh, later since I've been researching on it and I do need uh, a subject to add on anyway. So yeah, yeah. But thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it was, it was great. Yes, thank you so much. These are wonderful ideas. I am very much inspired by you as this young adult who took your education into your own hands and you have met so many wonderful people throughout the world. I think you have great ideas for education and thank you for sharing about the Socratic experience. If anybody wants to look up that school, you can look it up on LinkedIn or online. And also, do uh, you want to share any information about where our listeners can find you, your website or LinkedIn or anything else? And I'll put that in the show notes too, so people can find you. 
Yeah. So I don't uh, have um, a website yet, unfortunately, but I am findable uh, everywhere on social media and Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. If you want to reach out to me for like a collaboration, maybe a chat, anything that you have in mind, the best places to do uh, is LinkedIn because that's where I will respond the fastest. So it's Raheen Fatima, R-A-H-W-E-N-F-A-T-I-M-A everywhere. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been such a joy. And this is really a big part of my season two. I call this the, mm -hmm. the theme of the season is the ripple effect. So now bringing on, I have some former students who are now teachers and now really connecting with students um, and Gen Z. I love it. This has just been such a wonderful conversation. So thank you and have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Teacher's Story. If you like this story, please subscribe and leave a review. You can also follow this podcast on YouTube and subscribe and leave a comment. All reviews help this podcast keep going and elevating teacher voices.